70% of new fathers in the United States, this is in 2022, so this article's recently published, are overweight or obese, and one in five is a smoker, and one in 10 suffer uh, from depression or symptoms. One in 10 indicate they engage in binge drinking. So it's clear to me and a huge surprise to nobody that the state of fathers in America might be in question to a degree. But I'm here to tell you today, we've got a great example of fatherhood perfection. And I want to call this copycat fatherhood because I'm going to show you five examples worth imitating tonight on Last in Line Podcast. Welcome to Last in Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last in Line Podcast. Because we're talking about fatherhood, and we're talking about being an example that people want to follow uh, as a dad. And no other example could be better than the creator of the universe, God, the father. Uh, and so I've got some scripture for you to show you kind of what his intent was in being a father and us being a father and what he says about fatherhood, how he is as a father, a heavenly father, and how we are to emulate that here as earthly fathers. Here's a couple of scripture for you. Stop me if you've heard it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So that just shows you the sacrificial nature of our heavenly father and how we as dads should be sacrificing for our children, for our family, for the greater good around us. Okay, the second scripture is out of Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, that's a husband scripture. I get it. We're talking about fatherhood, but part of being a good dad is showing your kids how you love their mother well. Okay, so that's the second one. Malachi 4, 6 says, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. So you better figure out how the kids will turn their hearts to the fathers and vice versa, or there's going to be hell to pay. Okay, so God takes that pretty serious. The sec the fourth one here, Ephesians 6, 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Do not provoke your children to anger. This says to me in modern day vernacular, like you don't have to be friends with your kids. Don't try to be on their level. Don't try to bring them up to your level. Don't try to provoke them or... Uh, you know, I nag or pick or instigate, you know, an adversarial uh, 
exchange with your children. Like this isn't an equal playing field. This is not you trying to be a child or trying to bring them up as an adult in your equality. Okay. So this is, that's how I interpret this for today's application. Don't provoke your children to anger guys. Um, and then this other one here is in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have refuge. So as dads, if we're putting God on a pedestal and we're idolizing the heavenly father, then the children, our children will have refuge. Our children will be safe. They'll be secure because they'll know that their dad is secure in who the creator is and, and our place uh, in this hierarchy of, uh, I don't know, spiritual genealogy, if you will. I don't know if that's even a thing. Uh, final one here in Psalm 103, 13, it says, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. It all comes down to fearing the Lord, because that says the, that's the beginning of wisdom, fear the Lord. So fearing God, becoming an example of fatherhood, a snapshot, just something in the vicinity of how he was as a dad, how he is as a father to us. If we can be just a speck of a version of the greatness that that is, then I think we're doing well. So we have the ultimate example. So this tonight, this talk is about being an example worth imitating. And I'm going to show you some models of fatherhood. Uh, I'm sorry, some ways that fatherhood was modeled for us. Okay, some of us go by how we saw that done in our childhood, what our past looks like, good or bad. We could have scars. Uh, we could be in a situation where we want to just absolutely repl replicate everything there is about our fathers as we become dads. Uh, some of us aren't so much in that boat. Some of us want to forget the dads we had, not me, but saying some of us listening. Um so it's all about what you saw. That's going to be one of my examples is a fatherhood that was modeled for us. And then this other little uh, bucket I'm going to put in here is, is fathered by God and how his example, to our point earlier, who he is as a father to us, what he says about us as his kids, right? Um, that's where I think we need to derive some of our uh, standard for fatherhood. Uh, this other one I want to show as, as an example. So you feel, follow this down the line here. So how we saw our dads growing up and what that mark that left on us, how we see God and how he sees us, uh, the example for our kids as to how we're going to set, you know, what we're going to show them and then examples for other men. And then I'm going to tie a bow up on this deal and land the plane later on what good looks like. And I'm going to summarize it for you. Uh, but First, let's talk about you and your dad, me and my dad, what we saw growing up. I had a really good dad. I mean, considering what he had modeled for him, I would say my dad is just one notch below God's quality of fatherhood. Like if you comparatively speaking, then versus my grandfather and how he was, which was really on the bad side of things. It was not good. And my dad was the oldest of five kids, so he caught every ounce of bad that my grandfather had to offer. He took the brunt of most discipline. He took the brunt of most of his 
dad's rage and alcoholism and and how that manifested into physical and verbal abuse of the mother of him uh, being my father and and the other siblings but my dad primarily took the weight of that on behalf of his siblings and i watched that relationship growing up between my dad and his dad and it was not something that you want to replicate it was not something I looked forward to going to my grandparents with my mom and dad. Now, a lot of times my mom would go with me and my dad would not simply because of the mark that that childhood left on him. And look, my dad decided he had a, he had a decision to make. Could I, I can go the way that I know and that's familiar and what was example an example for me, or I can reinvent the wheel. I can totally flip my family tree on its head as it relates to fatherhood. And I can do a 180 and really actually be a good dad, present, loving, uh, protecting, serving, you know, sacrificial. So he did that. Now, my dad had some some flaws, of course. My dad had, you know, a short temper. Uh, he had, you know, very little tolerance for stupidity and just, I guess, people that did not toe the line or abide by a set of standards and rules uh, and and values, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think he that would if, if he was to be sitting here, he would he would agree that maybe he could have been a little more gracious. He could have been a little more patient. He could have been a little more compassionate and maybe merciful to people that maybe didn't deserve it. And, and so I'd, that's what I would say about him. But comparatively speaking to how he grew up, he was a model father. You know, he was always there, coached all of my teams, uh, ran a business, was an educator for almost 30 years, uh, was, you know, a faithful husband. He wasn't an alcoholic, uh, which all those things he could have been because of what he saw. Um, so I would say he did really good. Now, if you have a dad that maybe it was more like how I described my grandfather and you grew up more like my dad did. You probably want to forget a lot of that history, a lot of that past. And you have the opportunity just like my dad to change the course and the direction of how your kids grow up and what they see and how you model loving their mom, how you model being a protector and a provider and a uh, encourager, how you serve how you lead the home uh, spiritually. So uh, that's one thing I didn't really have was a spiritual leader in the home. Like we didn't really uh, abide by Christian values necessarily. I mean, we we believed in God and we knew what that was. And my dad grew up with a really godly mother who went to church all the time, but we didn't really live that lifestyle. Uh, but I kind of knew what that looked like from afar. Um, and, uh, you know, that's one thing we really didn't, I didn't see really was, example of that spiritual leadership but everything else i gotta say i was i was pretty blessed uh by what i got uh in a mom and a dad so i mean that's how you see fatherhood modeled is how you grew up obviously and sometimes that can skew or mold or shape the way you see your heavenly father of course so if you had a strong disciplinarian as a dad you're going to see God as just kind of waiting for you to screw up. And I went through some of that, you know, early on in my, in my faith walk. 
Second one here is, is how, you know, God fathers us. So not just how we were fathered by our earthly father, but how our, our heavenly father desires to have a relationship with us as a dad, like a, a father son relationship. He knows what it's like to sacrifice for us because of the scripture I just read to you in John three 16, we've all heard it even, you know, even atheists know that scripture. Uh, but what, we know what this picture looks like of a father who wants to love his children and have a relationship with him, or, you know, that's why he gave us free will so that we would choose him. Okay. Uh, he, he really is a jealous God. He really wants our affection. He really uh, has made himself available for us to have that relationship. And uh, that's, that's really kind of our role is to just run after him. Like a little kid runs after their dad, like arms open wide, you know, arms up wanting him to just kind of pick him up. And that's how we're called to worship God. And, and so fathered by God, like who he is as a father, we should know who that is because it says God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So he must've loved us a lot. I can't imagine giving up one of my kids for the world, for mankind, for all humans, right? I can't imagine, but God wanted that. He wanted to have a family, which is why he created this kingdom of people, hopefully that they would come to him and eventually submit their lives to serving him. But he gave the ultimate sacrifice in, in order for that stage to be set. And I don't know that I could have ever done that. I couldn't give up one of my children for you guys. I'm sorry, but neither could you, hopefully. Um, so that's who he is as a father to us. And, and, and what he says about us, I mean, I mean, you know, if you have kids, you like bragging about your kids, you like, uh, showing pictures of your kids when they win a tournament in sports or they, you know, knock it out of the park on stage in theater at school, or, you know, they have a play or I, whatever. They bring home a great report card. You like to take a picture of that and, and make that a big deal. But that's what God says about us. So if we're fathered by God, like he calls us more than conquerors. He calls us royal priesthood, right? A holy nation. We're his family tree. Like we're in that lineage. And and I can't imagine much better than that. So that's what fathered by God looks like. And I could go into that even more and even deeper. I mean, you know that. If you're listening, you know. I mean, there's countless ways that scripture says that God loves us, right? And and God, he he gave his son for us. I mean, he wants us to flourish and prosper and have a relationship with him in eternity. So he provided salvation for that to happen. Um, so, all right, this other one here is we want to be an example for our kids. So we had an example growing up in our earthly father. Our heavenly father is continuously showing us who he is to us as that example, but he's doing that for a reason so that we could be the example for our kids. And I have four children. Um, like I said, I had a decent model of fatherhood growing up. I've taken a lot of that, but I've also taken some of my own methodology and some of my own, uh, I guess, tactical approach to fatherhood. And I maybe have been a little bit more compassionate and encouraging and uh, affectionate to my kids, maybe than what I saw. And that's okay. Like I, I can be tender and tough, right? I can be rugged and righteous. And that's what my goal is, is to be a good balance and mixture of that for my kids. I want to first and foremost be the spiritual leader of the household. And 
And I think they see that. Uh, I hope they would say that. Uh, I've led, you know, groups at church. I've taught classes. I'm up every morning reading my Bible. Um, I'm writing devotionals. I'm doing a faith-based podcast to help bless and encourage other people. Uh, I've published devotionals on Version Bible app. I mean, I've tried to do those things, but I've also tried to behave that way at home and how I speak, how I treat them, how I love their mother. Like they look at that. And I hope that that is creating a uh, blueprint for how they become fathers and my daughter become a wife. Like I hope they know what parenting looks like um, because of some of the things I've done and my wife's done too. She's an amazing mother. Uh, she's one of the, she's the epitome of, of, of a servant's heart that I've ever seen. She's as, as selfless as God ever made any person um, aside from Jesus. Like my wife lives to love them and to serve them and to sacrifice for them and to, encourage them uh and to help them like my wife lives for that and so i i know it's about fatherhood tonight but i gotta tell you a, a good father is only as good as his his wife and and the mother of his children too so it takes both 100 of each um anyway so that's my that's my shot in the arm for all you mothers out there but probably aren't any of you listening um, but that's our example for our kids is what foundation are we pouring? What blueprint are we drawing up for them to carry on in our footsteps so that they can pass that torch and they can live the example just like we're trying to. Um, but our example for them has to be more than just like physical checking boxes, you know, faith without works is dead. I get it. And it's gotta be more than, than just about works though. Right. We've got to show them a our, our personality. We've got to sort of bear our soul to them. Got to get naked emotionally. Sometimes we got to be vulnerable and transparent when we've screwed up. Like we got to know how to ask forgiveness. We got to know how to apologize. Even as a dad, like we can't be too proud to go and ask our children for forgiveness. If we screw up, if we jump off the handle, we fly off, you know, our fuse burns hot and, and short and quick. Uh, and maybe we are slow to listen and quick to speak, Instead of the other way around, like the Bible says, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, right? So maybe we're a little angry in the way we come across. So I think we there are times where we need to swallow our pride, ask for forgiveness, and use ourselves as an example of maybe what not to do even, in addition to being a good example of what we want them to follow. Uh, so we got to learn how to apologize. we got to create this... Spirit of humility sometimes. Now, granted, we we don't always have to be this, you know, doormat and punching bag and false humility of, oh, you know, I'm just not that good, or I'm just I'm just a miserable old guy and I'm just an old man and blah, you know, no, that's that's false humility. That's pitiful. So we're not talking about that. Uh, but we got to be an example for our kids. Okay. So that's the third one here. And so Following down here, following the line down this last part, or second to last part, example for other men. Okay, so we saw the example growing up. We know what God's example is of fatherhood for us. We know what we want to pass on as our example to our kids. We want to be an example for other dudes. We want to build that tribe. Okay, we want to create that brotherhood. There's other dads out there struggling just like we are. There's other dads out there with the same goals and desires for their kids as we have. We're, we're way stronger together than we are apart, guys, and, and we can conquer this dad thing 
if we if we lock arms together and and we build it on scripture and then we iron sharpening iron we share experiences we encourage we call each other out maybe we kick each other in the butt you know we we check each other's blind spots hey man you shouldn't be doing that shouldn't be looking at that maybe you shouldn't say that hey shouldn't be listening to that music around your kids probably or at all by the way but you know it's one of those things where we, we're not really helicopter uh accountability partner guy but we are giving each other permission to call each other out in a truth but in love right but we kind of need to can't just be soft about it sometimes we got to be like hey dude if this is who you say you want to be as a dad then let's 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 tighten the straps a little okay let's level up let's show up and, and let's man up and and bottom line that's that's what it comes down to all right so here we are. Got a tribe. Mentor some younger dads if you have them around. I mean, if you're in church, chances are you're in a men's group. Hopefully, if you're not, maybe you got some dudes around that maybe y'all work with some younger guys in their 20s and 30s who are starting out. You heard the stat earlier. One in 10 are depressed. One in five are chain smokers, basically. One in 10 is uh, binge drinking. Uh, you know, so these new dads are struggling. And so I think if we've if we're a little longer in the tooth and we've been around the block a few times and we got some older kids and we've made some mistakes that we can teach others on what not to repeat, uh, that's useful. That's part of our job. Even uh, the good stuff, especially like we need to be able to show them, hey, do this like we want to replicate this. I wasn't great at this, but I'm pretty good at this. Let's not do this and let's try to replicate this. And, and I think that that there's something to that in uh, what our calling is as men, um, as dads. If we're going to father this next generation, we need to help other dads do the same. And the younger generation of fathers, if you're like me, you know, there's guys half my age that are becoming dads now, new dads. It's It takes us, the older generation, to Build that foundation for them. Build that network for them. Give them people to look at, okay? Give them people to a Paul and a Timothy relationship, right? We can be the Paul to that Timothy in a fatherhood sense. So that's the, the fourth one here is example for other guys, okay? So we got five examples here worth imitating. I've shown you, you know, our past as kids, whether it was good or bad, we had uh, an example. God, the ultimate example, right? We know what that's like to be fathered by him, what he says, who we say, he says we are, who he says he is to us. The, the third one, the examples for our kids, right? Examples for other men. And then lastly here, as we summarize, I told you I'd land the plane. The fifth example is going to be just kind of encompassing all of what we just talked about, okay? These are five what good looks likes. And and they're more, there's more than five, but these are ones that came to me. And usually, if you're like me, if, if it comes to you in that split second and you feel like that's kind of God just like shoving that through you as a vessel, like I write it down immediately. And usually the first five are probably the best. And I don't overthink it. I don't get over analytical. I don't make it too complicated. Like if I just kind of let it flow and let it fly... These are the five, and I feel like these are pretty solid. All right, here we go. Here's the 
fifth example of, of, of what's worth imitating. And it's five mini layers, micro layers, if you will, to this whole outline. So here's what good looks like, guys. First, be the spiritual leader of the home. That's it. Not only does that mean you're the guy in the Word every day, you're the guy praying with their family at night, you're the guy living what he says he wants his kids to be living. So you're living the example, you're being about it, you're not just talking about it. That's spiritual leadership. And second, part of that spiritual leadership is loving their mother. Before them, the best thing you can do as a dad is show your kids how much you love their mother and how they should love a spouse and that you put their mom ahead of them. That's the best, biggest favor you can do your children is to show them their mom ranks above them, right below God. If you don't catch anything else, catch that. If you want to do this right, dad, if you want to be the father, which is never too late, by the way, even if you've been a dad for 10 years and you've done it wrong, it's never too late. So be the spiritual leader of the home. Love your wife just right below God, but more than your kids. And, and that's a gift that you will they will never be able to repay. You. So the third one is how to provide. Dude, be a provider. If if you're kind of down on your luck professionally and you haven't quite hit your stride or you've got a jerk boss or a company that doesn't appreciate you, you're not making the wage that you feel like you're worth, don't quit your job. Keep the money coming in. Do something on the side. Get a side hustle. Figure out a way to get some extra revenue. Okay, Generate another stream of income. But you got to provide for your people. Okay, That's your job, part of it. Okay, you, you're way less credible if you're sitting on the couch waiting for the stork to deliver the perfect job to your front door. Uh, that's not what they need. They need a guy that's going to be able to have the resources at, at your fingertips to provide in case of emergency for basic needs, right? For maybe one or two nice things occasionally. But I'm not saying you got to be a millionaire. I'm not. I'm close. <clears throat> but you got to. Take steps to make ends meet, guys. Take care of your obligations financially. Provide for your family. Okay, the fourth one here, uh, physically capable. Please be physically capable. Please make that commitment to yourself. If you do one thing after you do the first three things, okay, that was a joke. You got to do the first three and this and the next one. So there's five here that are essential that you got to do to be able to nail this fatherhood deal. Okay. Physically capable. You got to get in shape. You got to be able to push heavy stuff around, push and pull heavy things regularly, and then add weight and make them heavier and keep doing that. Do that 300 days of the year. Okay. Whatever. I don't know what the math is, but do it more than you don't do it because it not only will you may maybe you will need that someday it makes you more useful at your job which ties to the other one of provide for your family okay it actually makes you more mentally stable more mentally secure and mentally healthy okay all your all your uh wires are connected in your brain if you're physically fit okay everything's firing all the cylinders are firing. That's what 
you need. The physical capability manifests in so many other areas that are healthy and that are beneficial and will serve you and your kids. Be the dad that can push and pull some heavy crap around. Okay? Do that. Last one, face adversity with courage. I'm telling you, these five guys, I mean, you could carve these into stone, and, and I maybe have left one or two out, but if you only did these five, talk to me in 11 months and tell me that this didn't change your life. Tell me this didn't make you a better father. Tell me your kids aren't better off because you did these five things. And this last one is, is no exception. Face adversity with courage. You are going to have it. Life's going to be hard. I don't care how capable you are, how rich you are. I don't care how great of a Bible scholar you are. I don't care how great your sex life is with your wife. If you don't know how to face struggle, opposition, resistance, and adversity with courage and resilience and grace and just fortitude, if you don't know how to do that, you're you're going to lose. Life's going to eat you up. Life's going to chew you up, spit you out. Right, you're gonna spin your wheels. You're gonna literally be running in place and and not get anywhere and run out of gas if you don't know how to face adversity with courage. Courage means you do it anyway. You're fearful, you do it anyway. You're outmanned, outgunned, do it anyway. You're outnumbered, do it anyway. Odds are against you, do it anyway. Face adversity with courage, guys. This is copycat fatherhood. These are the five examples worth imitating. Okay. If you had a good dad, imitate the good qualities he had. If you had a bad dad, do the opposite of what he did. You've got no excuses on repeating history in a negative way. Second one, fathered by God. That's the second example. That's the best example we had. We have currently. How we're fathered by him is how we should strive to be. Okay. Example for your kids. Be that for them. Pass the torch. That's the third example worth imitating. Be that example. You, that's you. Example for other men. Help other guys, okay? Get in their lives. Build a tribe around you. Mentor younger dudes. And what good looks like? Well, it's these five. Dispute me. Argue with me. I'm begging you. Spiritual leader of your home. Physically capable. How to love your wife. How to provide financially, and face adversity with courage. Gentlemen, you just got better today. Be a copycat father. Be an example worth imitating. With that, be blessed. Make your escape.